This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo, or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country, Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and car sent you there's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. The sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will this scandal affect the outcome? The president spent the weekend pressing the flash. He wasn't campaigning. He was dating, actually. Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea. We can't afford a gonna have the appearance of a war but he can't pull it off without hollywood's top producer uh do i know you we have some mutual friends in washington why come to me we want you to produce you want me to produce your war not a war it's a pageant we need a theme a song some visuals we need you know it's a pageant new line cinema presents how close are you to this what do you want the kid to say all the spectacle i know we're all concerned for the president i know we're all concerned for the president i know uh that we are all concerned for the president. He didn't, he didn't sell the line. All the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. Albania's hard to ride. These are chips. We need it for the armed position on the street. It'll be a kit, and we'll punch it in later, right? And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture of... They the same process with the last Schwarzenegger movie. You're the man. Albania, Albania. 
can't believe it. We forgot a hero. It's like we sent him the Christmas card and we left out the what do you call? Fruitcake. There you go. Sergeant Schumann, if I may, welcome to history. How are you? Anybody want a beer? Because I could party. When it's cooking, it's cooking. From Academy Award winning director Barry Levinson. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? Take them home to your house and kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my fail? Hell, I just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. No, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Wag the dog. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's going to have to stay after school. Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back, and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on nostalgic radio and cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tan Talk, 1340.com, and you can see us, me, live here in the studio <laughs> in downtown, sparkling downtown, Clearwater, that is. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Gulfstream Motorsports, and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you missed any of our past shows, you can visit our website and check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Chris! What up? What up? So I guess Bean Town's getting beaned uh, by snowballs, right? Blasted. Yeah. Blasted. I was just listening to the news. The the seawall broke in the South Shore. Yeah. So uh, they're getting flooded on top of three feet of snow. <laughs> Is that anywhere the, where the uh, Boston Tea Party took place a couple hundred years ago? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I wasn't. I, you, you you'll have the... to forgive me. I wasn't alive. You weren't I wasn't alive back oh, then. Oh, geez. Even in your previous life, you weren't <laughs> no. like Paul Revere or no. Sam Adams or any of the uh, Sons of Liberty, <laughs> which that TV show's on. Hey, we got a great show for you tonight. We do have, yes, a great American coming on. We have an American rock and roller. We have a legendary rock and roller coming on. But let me get to the what we did last week. Uh, a big shout out to my friend at, that's Chris and Ray, Motormouth Radio. These guys were, uh, you know, we just kind of kind of met on the, the internet somehow. You know, they, you know how people kind of surf around and you, you know, you see somebody else that does a similar show or a car guy thing and you kind of follow up on a little bit. So these guys were kind of cool and they got in touch with me, reached out to me, as they say, in the uh, biz world. But anyway, uh, they gave me the gracious opportunity to be on the radio show last Thursday. So uh, I'm sure they're listening tonight. And uh, they got a cool show. You need to check out their show. It takes place up in, I believe it's New York is where they're at, somewhere up there in Long Island. And it's WHPC 93.90.3. All right, Google them. Motormouth Radio. I think that's it. Chris and Ray. Shout out to you guys. Uh, There you go. And they will be on our show here probably next month sometime. And we're going to have a formidable discussion because we're going to lure in Alan, our uh, NRC Nostalgic Radio and Cars contributor, and we're going to have a little uh, battle of the wits here. We're going to have some fun because uh, they're car guys, we're car guys. Well, we'll cover domestics, we'll cover some of the foreign stuff, so it should be pretty interesting. So you guys need to check that out. Be sure. It, it will be on our uh, events page, I think, and we'll also put it on our Facebook pages, so you can tune in for that. But uh, last week, yes, I was at Meekums. Meekums had a lot of cars, okay? There was some pretty cool stuff there. Um, prices, all over the board, you know? The good cars brought the money. The not-so-good cars didn't bring all the money. And then if you were lucky, there was a few cars that slipped through the 
slipped through there that kind of were good buys and people got some pretty good deals. So there was a lot of happy people there, a lot of people there, just a lot of people and a lot of cars. I mean, we stopped and think about it. They started actually about a week ago. So it was on uh, Friday while we were out in Scottsdale and there was, uh, they had 3,000 cars somewhere around there. So pretty neat stuff. I mean, I don't care whether it was a Mustang, a Camaro, a Chevelle, a Goat, uh, you know, a Coke bottle, B-bodied, Mopar, Panteras, Thunderbirds, Tri-5 Chevys, uh, Austin Healy's, and there was one really cool Austin Healy there. Um, you name it, it was all there. They even had a few Ferraris, a number of X race cars. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I believe, let me think, is that where I saw the, uh, I think they had a Can-Am car there. I think I got a picture of it. Yes, yes. A couple of Boss 429s. They had the Wellburn collection, which was a bunch of Mopars. Pretty cool stuff. A rare 1957 uh, F-Bird supercharged car. Beautiful, beautiful car. They had uh, Bill Mitchell's wife's 1960... Can't remember. Mid-year Corvette. Could have been a 63. Uh, I think it was a split window. And it was pink. It looked like a Mary Kay car. It kind of, you know, it's kind of neat. But uh, it was some pretty cool stuff and uh, some neat cars. Saturday, I went. Uh, not Saturday. Saturday, I was uh, doing paperwork. But Sunday, I went. To, <laughs> Sunday, I went down to the uh, our, our local. Well, I shouldn't say the state club for the Porsche 356 guys is called Fog. It's Florida Owners Group, and then we have a FOG GOF, which is Florida Owners Group Gathering of the Faithful. So we went to the Fog Golf. I guess that sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we hung out down there in Bradenton. A lot of cool guys. 100 people showed up, probably about 40, 50 cars. They're really cool 356s. So if you're in the 356s, uh, I will have some pictures up on my website showing some of those cool cars, just like we did in our little event out in Scottsdale, Arizona, when we did our auto retro with uh, Hollywood Wheels out there at the Montalucia. Also, the other thing that took event, or the other took event, I'll get it straight one of these days. Um, the other event that took place was, which is also an annual event, and it's huge, which is a Devro Kaiser show. And it's been going on for, I don't know, 35, 40 years, something like that. And it started out in Sarasota, a couple car guys. Uh, and they decided to throw a car show together, and, you know, 10 people showed, 20 people showed, 30 people showed. Now you got got 1,000 people that show up for that thing. So it's an annual trek that people make from all over the southeast. So you got some pretty amazing cars. I mean, it, it could be a 19, you know, 15, 16 Pontiac. It could be a 1903, uh, whatever Ford model, whatever that was back in the day. Nothing's before a pre-T actually. Um, they had again Porsches, Heelys, Camaros, Cadillacs, Packards, Duesenbergs, Rolls Royces, Ferraris, the usual stuff, uh, Chevelles. Just everything's there, you know, cool trucks, popcorn trucks, you name it, it's all there. It's just one of those events that you have to attend in Florida because it's pretty cool. Not to mention it's free, okay? So there is food, concessions, and stuff like that. So if you do go down there with your family, and it is family-oriented, you'll have a great time because uh, there's just all kinds of cars. And it's, you know, keep in mind, these car things are big socials, okay? I talk about this all the time. And if you're in the cars and you hear me say at the end of the show, you know, uh, see some of the car shows. And I mean that. You know, you got to go to these events. It's pretty cool stuff. Something I just uh, was handed to me here a few minutes ago, I guess in Clearwater, at the Clearwater St. Pete International Airport on January 30th, uh, there's a website called B17.org. So I guess they're having a B17, uh, also known as the Flying Fortress, kind of an amazing airplane that just took all kinds of abuse and kind of helped us win the war, uh, World War II, that is. And uh, so they're having a little deal down there where I guess you can uh, fly on a B-17. That would be pretty remarkable. That'd be pretty cool. I think it's like four or five hundred bucks or whatever it is. But hey, where else are you going to get an opportunity to fly on a B-17, you know? And uh, be part of history, so to speak. Let me tell you what's going down. Don't forget, uh, this weekend uh, down at Sebring is the 
Porsche Club of America. They're doing their annual 48-hour, like, everybody get together kind of race around the racetrack deal. So you've got anything from little 356s, little putt-putts like what I have, 911s, full-blown 911 race cars. I don't know what all's there, but in the past, there's been some pretty wicked stuff, some... Uh, serious, like 934s, 935s, 962s, maybe some WFC cars there. Some pretty wild stuff will get out there and be running around the track. So uh, it's kind of a quasi-free event. So if you're not doing anything uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, run down to Sebring, and you can see a bunch of Porsches running around on the track. Don't forget, uh, next month, the middle of next month, February 15th, put this on your calendar. I expect everybody to be there because we will be there cruising at the Capitol. This is the second year now. So it's the second annual Cruising of the Capitol. It's kind of like to commemorate the grand opening of the Capitol Theater, which was last year. And it kind of started out as just a little kind of a car show. They were expecting like 40, 50 cars, and like 100 and some odd cars showed up. And this year, it could be close to 200 cars. It's a free event. Just show up. So contact our good friends at Ruth Eckert Hall. Just Google Cruising of the Cruising. You know what? I'm going to have to learn to talk. You know what it is? is I have... I have an hour, a lesson, I have 54 minutes to cram as much dialogue in on the show as I possibly can. So, I mean, I inherently talk fast, but I really try to talk fast when I got the show because I want to spit this out. Of course, I want to get to our interview, too, because this is a really cool cool guy coming on. But anyway, so uh, cruising with the Capitol, February 15th, and in the afternoon at the Capitol Theater, they're going to have a feature movie, Bullet, the probably one of the best chase scenes ever. Uh, the, the the notorious Stephen Queen movie, okay? Uh, Festivals of Speed, March 6th at the Vinoy Park in St. Pete. Zephyr Hills Winterfest, February 19th through the 22nd for you swap meet junkies like myself. And don't forget, we have FOS, which is Festivals of Speed in Amelia Island. And Amelia Island itself is the 12th through the 15th, the big concourse being on Sunday. An amazing event. You hear me talking about it all the time. You need to do that. You need to participate. You need to go see some absolutely incredible world, truly world-class cars. And then, of course, we will be there, yours truly, of course. And the rest of the gang from Hollywood Wheels will be doing our auction at the Omni Plantation Friday, our all-Porsche event, all-Porsche sale, auto retro, and Saturday, our classic car event at the Omni Plantation. That would be the 13th and the 14th. So be sure and check that out. Now, I think I covered everything. So why don't we go ahead and throw this uh, little song on the turntable. And uh, here's a clue, guys. Here's a clue who's going to be on tonight's show. A really big show tonight. Isn't that how... Ed Sullivan did that back in the day. We did the I, again. Uh, I wasn't around then either. You weren't around then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, hey, we got a really groovy song for you right now. You're tuned into Nostalgic Gaming Cars. This is a little Grand Funk Railroad shining on. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
this is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo, or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Nick Mason from Pink Floyd, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. All right, we're back. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's uh, getting pretty close to time to introduce our special guest. But while Chris is calling our guest, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, entertain you people with uh, some more dialogue about uh, the Devro Kaiser Show, which uh, that's a pretty cool event. Now that that event actually started, like I said, 35, 40 years ago, and uh, with a couple guys. And I believe Devro was a well-known collector from up north that moved down here, had a winter home in Florida. And Kaiser, I think there is a correlation between Kaiser and Kaiser Cars. So, speaking of Kaisers, we will have a Kaiser Darren at our auction. So, if you go check out our website, hollywoodwheels.com, there's a picture of a real pretty, it kind of looks like Ford's Willow Green, which is kind of a real pretty color, but this evidently was the car that, 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 that you know, my mind just went blank again. But anyway, that the gentleman that designed and built the Kaiser Darren, uh, this was his personal car. So, we're very fortunate to have that car, and that's kind of a cool piece. So, and Kaiser Darren's were kind of neat. They were the ones that, you know, had the door that kind of slid back and forth. It was kind of a fiberglass body. And it was right about the time, you know, in the early 50s when they were kind of experimenting with, uh, let's call it composite materials. You know, fiberglass was considered a composite or a new age type of material, you know. I mean, kind of like carbon fiber was you know, 15, 20 years ago, and now it's kind of like uh, the norm, so to speak. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, so we there down there, there was uh, a car that I thought was kind of cool. They kind of got my attention, and it's not too often you run across a guy that the, he is the original owner. There was a gentleman down there that had a 1967 Shelby GT350, and it wasn't just a run-of-the-mill Shelby GT350. This was actually a factory GT350 supercharged car with a factory supercharger on it. And this guy had this car. He's got people Every day, bugging him to buy the car, and we had a little discussion because I was telling him about uh, the fact that I do appraisals and things of that nature, and we were trying to kind of establish just kind of like a, what you would call like a drive-by figure on the car, and I told him, I said, look, you've got so much history. You bought that car right when you got out of school. You raised your family through that car. You can't sell it because that's a family heirloom, so if anybody offers you really, really, it's got to be really, really stupid money to entice you to sell the car because at 100, 150 or whatever it is, the car's worth way more than that to you. I mean, you can't replace those memories. But anyway, we are going to put a little something on the turntable here real quick. Then we're going to go to a little clip and then we're going to introduce our special guest for the evening. Okay, so stick around. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I think we got a little bit more, a little bit more, a little more 
Grand Funk for you. So, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm not even going to tell you the name of the song. I want you to Google it. Okay? It's uh, off uh, Grand Funk, or Mark Farner's latest album that he came out with in uh, late 2006 or 7 or 8. But, uh, The Rock Patriot. I went ahead and let, it out, let the cat out of the bag. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. it would be thinking of it in Boston. The frontier is the only land available to people. Out here, they're beholden to none. As a new land was being carved out of an untamed frontier. I just dropped in to see how you boys is doing. One man, defiantly courageous, stood his ground. I thought all our colonial scouts were in the militia. I ain't your scout. We sure ain't no damn militia. <laughs> One woman, fiercely independent, followed her spirit. My father warned me about people like you. He said, do not try to understand them. Do not try to make them understand you. Thank you so much. They shared an adventure. It was a war party. That means they're going to be attacking up and down the frontier. That took them from the edge of the wilderness. He saved us. We were alive only because of him. Are those the actions of a criminal? And into each other's hearts. Why didn't you leave when you had the chance? Because what I'm interested in is right here. You've done everything you can do. Save yourself. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. Academy Award winner, Daniel Day-Lewis, Madeline Stowe, The Last of the Mohicans.
Hey now and have mercy, this is Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back and you're tuned in to... We're back. Ah, oh, there we go. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, we're back and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is really, in a way, you know, you've heard a cliche, he doesn't need an introduction, but he does, okay? This gentleman is a rock legend. He's a founding member, lead singer, lead guitarist, songwriter from America's most fantastic and greatest rock and roll band out of the Motor City, Grand Funk Railroad. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Mark Farner. Mark, are you there? Yeah, brother. Good to be with you, Robert. Man, oh man, are you a legend. You are the rock I don't like to say rock god, but I mean, you're the rock man. How about that? Does that sound good? <laughs> That's a dang good answer, brother. How about that? <laughs> well, I played that little song from your latest album, you know, Thank for you. the people. Tell us a little yeah, bit, what man. what brought that, there's a there's a message in that song. Tell us about that. Hey, it's of, by, and for the people. Um, but is it really what we're seeing, what witnessing with our eyes? It's, it's supposed to be. I mean, those words were formed. Uh, for the benefit of the people of this country, but things aren't working for the people now. And so the question is begging you to be asked, what happened? And that's what the, the song is, you know, it's bringing it. It's just bringing it in a way that, uh, you know, because of the rock and roll, it's rocking it. And, it's, and hopefully a, the awareness is raised. And the energy is up on it because people need to get their energy up, uh, you know, just to be aware, more aware, and not fall for the stuff that's coming at us. There's a lot of lies coming at us, but, the, you know, it's the truth that makes us free, brother. Well, you know, uh, and, and I'm glad you came on the show today because it's perfect timing because, and, and we're not really a political show, but we can kind of throw some innuendos in there, you know, because you and I are on the same page. But this, the, the TV series Sons of Liberty is on right now, and I got a chance to see a little bit of that, and that's why I thought, wow, this is so fitting. I got you on, Mr. Patriot, you know, your songs. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, 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 the timing couldn't be better, you know. So, hey, man. Let me let me ask you this. You know, since you're, uh, you know, like, what was more difficult? Is it difficult to write a song, or is it di- the music aspect of it, or is it more difficult to write the lyrics? Um, well, kind of take it through the process for a second. Let, let me just tell you that early on, every song came from a jam that I would have, you know, guitar chords thrown together and put together. And then I'd write the music, or I mean, the, the lyrics to, to match what the music was making me feel like. You know, and the, the lyrics, I always tried to sing as if I were the character in the song, you know, I mean, and, and acting it out vocally. Um, and, and I think that's what sells. I think people need to connect with music, and if you close your eyes and sing and you put your heart in it, they're going to connect with you. And that's what I do in the studio. But later on, I mean, uh, say like 1971, I wrote, I'm your captain, closer to home. I went to bed. I said my prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. You know, if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. The thing that my mother showed us six kids and I put a P.S. on it, and I asked the Lord to give me a song that would reach and touch the hearts of people it wanted to get to. So in the middle of the night, I get up, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm writing on my legal pad, because I'm always writing. I, and it, 
not everything is a song. Some some is a just it's a writing. It's a statement, you know. Uh, so and my wife goes around. I mean, she's got a file of napkins and pieces of paper and things that I'm writing. So it, I didn't think anything of it, but that was the song, dude. And when I got up in the morning, I grabbed my axe out of the corner of the kitchen. And I got, I'm looking at the horses out in the pasture. I got my feet up on the table, and it's a beautiful day. And it just started coming. And I took it to rehearsal that day. And uh, the guys go, man, that song's a hit. <laughs> I guess they were right. Absolutely. Well, that is one of your one of your great songs. It really is. Songs Thanks, like Robert. songs like. Um, um, Rock and roll soul shining on. What was kind of the inspiration for those songs? I mean, what uh, it sounds like when you listen to the lyrics that your songs are all there's a message in each one of them. It's like you're almost like you're telling a story, just like you said a few minutes ago. So it's like, is and is it is it a personal experience? Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, rock and roll soul definitely. Um, you know, we're having a party, everybody's invited, the new generation along with the old, you know, and I think that's. That's really what rock and roll is all about, busting down walls and the things that keep us apart as people. I think music can do that, and it's the only thing that really can, brother. And that song, uh, you know, it was like the first single after we split from our original manager, Terry Knight, who had, uh, as infamous ripping off of bands <laughs> occurred back in that era, uh, we were one of the ones that really got it bad, but... Uh, you know, that, that was the first single on our own without Terry Knight. And it was off the Phoenix album, which was on our own uh, as far as production and, and uh, engineering and what have you. The, the, uh, we went to Nashville, and the guy, um, I can't, Doug Kershaw, he was a fiddle player, man. He was playing in the studio and doing, we were doing the Flight of the Phoenix, and, and this guy is just sawing the crap out of that fiddle, you know, and he goes down and he goes so low, it's like he's trying to limbo or something, you know, he goes way down, we can't even see this guy anymore, he's out playing the fiddle, and we're hearing it coming through the speakers, and he's like laying on his back out there just getting with it, <laughs> you know, so uh, it was a good experience, and that, the song Rock and Roll Soul definitely calls us all and it doesn't matter i mean we all got enough rock in us the, the, look at the country these days you're you know i mean robert the, it's like old rock and roll almost it is it is the guys that are paying attention anyway right yeah <laughs> um take us back a few years to the earlier days you were relatively young when you got together and i think what you were in a number of small bands and then probably one band in the detroit area that was kind of that had some legs was Terry Knight in the Packs, which, you know, we won't talk about Terry Knight, but we'll talk about the band. How about that? Yeah, well, we can talk about Terry Knight. I don't <laughs> I mean, really, um, I actually, I forgave that guy before he checked out of his bone suit. And I called him and I said, I don't, you know, I don't want to hold anything against you. I just want you to know that I forgive you. And he was like blown away that I would say that, but I, I mean it. Mm -hmm. I'm a giver. Uh, I'm a giver. I know we're only passing through this life, and our stint in the bone suit is, uh, if the U.S. male is 74 years, the U.S. female is 84 years. But, and that's not, you know, that's not a long time. <laughs> and so we got to make peace with it. So, uh, 
I did with Terry Knight before he checked out, and I'm, I'm feeling good about that, but I'm sorry that he checked out the way he did because uh, it was wasn't boy, cool. It was not cool. Would, when did you start? You when you started with Terry Knight and the Pack? Were you uh, just a guitarist, or did you actually do some of the singing? I was a bass player. I okay, was a bass player, brother Robert. Okay. Yeah, I actually in in school I played tuba, starting in the fifth grade, and I played up until the eighth grade, and I mean you know in the marching band and stuff, and I was training, but I saw that. The guys in, that were playing football were the ones that I wanted to emulate, because <laughs> all the women wanted them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from you know the, the marching band into the football uh, team, and then we were an undefeated team. Who, you know, we guys that hung out together. We smoked cigarettes and drank illegal beers together, and hung out. We were. And and we kicked major butt because we were a team. You know, we played like a team. What position and did you one, play? I played uh, defensive linebacker over center. Okay. All right. The roving reporter. And I loved to hear my name get called over the speaker, you know. That was Farner number 66 in on the tackle. <laughs> 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 I'd just go prancing across that field in my size 13 boots because... They didn't have my, you know, 11s, so I had to get a couple of sizes too big. But that was the only ones that were left at Kmart, and, and that's all my mock could afford. So I, I had these big old boots. Got a lot of traction. I can imagine. Now, tell there's an interesting story about uh, how you kind of came to playing the guitar. You took a couple lessons, and then your uh, teacher got injured. Tell us that story. That's kind of comical. I was listening to that on another well, interview. It was pretty funny. Yeah, after my football career ended with water on the knee and fractured finger and all this other stuff, the you know the, the coach uh, for the for the football team was uh, he was the algebra teacher too. Uh, and anyway, when we when I quit, it was just because I was I couldn't play, I couldn't run track, I couldn't do anything. The doctor said I couldn't do any of that stuff. So the guys. Because I was not on the team anymore. They didn't want to be on the team anymore. I didn't tell them to quit or to follow me or anything else. But this guy really got it, you know, in his mind that that's what happened. Too bad for that. But, um, you know, the, the guys, we, we played like a team because we were buddies. And we, we hung together and we, uh, you know, we made number 66. And my buddy always played with me out back, you know, mm -hmm. we're the roving reporters back there. We, we did it all for that, and I think kids need that. We did. I, I wanted to hear. I think kids need that attention, and they're they're just crying out for it today. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was our way of uh, of getting it. But when, when I broke my uh, fingers and stuff and, and uh, got this guitar lessons, my mom rented a K flat top guitar, uh, that was a better. Uh, it would have been a better bow and arrow because the strings were so far away from the <laughs> neck, and you had to really pull on them hard to get them down to the fret. And uh, anyway, three lessons into it, the guy blows his foot up because it was pheasant season in Michigan, and uh, you know he called my mother and said, "Just have Mark go and watch the guys in the high school band because he's doing good, just you know picking up by ear and stuff, and I, I think he'll be able to do it." So um, I went on and watched these guys and developed, 
show me how to make I'm going, what is that? What is that? And then finally, you know, because I'm singing with these guys because they couldn't really sing all that good, but I would sing, and my guitar chord would go back, like, over the amp and just hang over the back of it. <laughs> no, but, well, finally, dude, I got good enough to, they plugged me in. Oh, I ain't kidding you. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was how the, uh, the whole thing came about with the guitar, and then five years later, I'm in Grand Funk Railroad. But I played bass with Terry Knight in the pack, first of all, and because that tuba, that was my instrument of bass in the, that, that low-end field, I feel it, you know? And a lot of the bass parts that uh, Mel Shocker ended up playing was stuff that I would, you know, I would hear, because when I write music, I hear it all. I hear all the parts. Now, let's go up, let's go to um, the Atlanta Pop Festival. That's uh, uh, kind of like where you guys really kind of hit it big, because you kind of like didn't go through... The latter, like a lot of guys, you went to the Mont- the Atlanta Pop Festival, and then poof, you're uh, on your way to rock and roll stardom, right? Absolutely, and I think because the, the assembly line rock and roll from Flint, Michigan, came rolling off that stage, and just a three piece band, and and you know we had our hearts in it, brother. I mean, there was some very strong emotion, and that audience was so big. It was beyond, when we got up and finally could see the crowd, because the stage is like 15 feet up above, you know, and we were just standing on the ground, looking out, peering out through the fence and stuff, it was pretty blocked off where we were at. And then when we finally got up and I saw the magnitude of people, I went, oh my God, I really have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bad. And we, you know, garage band from Flint, Michigan, those guys went, down there and and we touch some hearts and touch people and because we're you know we're just hard working blue collar music boys when you first started out you just had the three band members it was you don brewer um and mel, mel and yourself and so basically you had a drummer a bassist and yourself lead guitarist and rhythm and yep. occasionally harmonica did you feel that that was adequate i mean because your music rocked it really did and then what was a year or two later you brought a keyboardist in well, it wasn't until three years, actually, Robert, okay. because uh, Craig Frost, who, who plays uh, with Bob Seger now, and has since uh, he left Grand Funk, a great guy, great guy, and a childhood friend uh, forever. But I wanted to keep it three-piece. The, the other two guys outvoted me on that, and because it's a you know, democracy that <laughs> against the one crap... <laughs> Okay. Even though I wrote and sang ninety some percent of the Grand Funk, you know, originals, uh, there's something to be said for it. I reckon. You okay, gotta, and that's okay. That's fine. Tell gotta us, keep out of the courts, right, bro? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, tell us about some <laughs> of your instru- your instruments. I'm actually on your website, and your website is markfarner.com, right? And uh, I'm kind of a, you know, I actually started playing in 1966 myself, guitar, and I still have my 1966 Lyle hollow body, which is kind of a knockoff of a Gibson 335. Wow. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I only played rhythm. I wasn't, uh, I couldn't, couldn't do, I have short little stubby fingers, so I, I struggle with the, you know, the lead stuff. But I, I, I'm a guitar fan, and you have one of the guitars, and there's an interesting story behind that that's always been one of my favorites, and it's a Gibson SG. Um, 
you know, most notoriously, you know, like a lot of the guys played back in the day, Robbie Krieger or the Doors played one. Uh, Clapton played one for a short period of time, but he mostly went to, uh, he was mostly a strat guy. But you played one for a short period of time, and it came from, what, Humble Pie, right? One of the guys that played for them? Stevie Marriott. Okay. The lead singer of Humble Pie brought it when they came to America. Uh, we, we actually had them open our shows in Europe, and we did a European tour in 71. And because they rocked so hard, we said, man, let's take these guys back to the U.S. Let's open our show at Shea Stadium with Humble Pie. And and it, they did, man, and it, they took off. I mean, people, well, just 55,000 people in New York City heard Humble Pie for the first time. It was like it blew their mind. And that's what happened at the Atlanta Pop Festival with uh, 100 and some thousand people here in Grand Funk for the first time. They, they got with it, you know. They mm-hmm. really touch something inside people now the atlanta pop festival and then of course there's there's two other milestones i guess you would say in your career they were pretty cool one is you sold out the other one would be you sold out shea stadium in what 72 hours or something like that as the, as yeah. the story goes yeah and that was before any electronic uh, you had to walk up and buy the tickets so it was pretty good that was pretty cool and the only other uh band came close to that was the beatles right that's right took them two weeks Wow, that's a that's a that's a statement in itself. And then, of course, the other one there was a little uh, a little scenario with uh, Led Zeppelin. Tell us about that one a little bit. Well, at the Olympia in Detroit, we opened for Zeppelin, and we had the audience revved up. This, this is hometown people, and it's like one of the first shows we played in Michigan. And uh, I mean, it, it, two years we hadn't been there for two years. And we came back and played opening uh, for Led Zeppelin, and the people were right with us. And we were fixing to go into Inside Looking Out, you know, which is a, a show closer, and then we come back and do the encore, your captain closer to home. But we were fixing to go into Inside Looking Out, and the power was pulled on us. Peter Grant, manager of Zeppelin, pulled the power on us because we had too much thunder we were stealing some thunder there um and the audience was going boom because uh terry and i had to walk out and tell the audience that grand funk because of contractual obligation to duty something blah 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 bs 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 has to leave the stage and they just went oh man they were so bummed out and so like an hour and a half later zeppelin takes the stage to a half the house because half of them got up and left. They couldn't take waiting that long. Wow. And I was one of the audience, and they were great. It was a great band. They, they did good and everything, but man, you know, that was, that was... And guess what? They threw us off the tour, Robert. Did they really? <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. That didn't yeah. last for long, because you went on to just be one of the greatest rock and roll bands out of the... 70s there's no question about that i mean grand funk and of course thank you your one song american band what was we're an american band what was the inspiration for that song and that was one of my favorites because when i was in high school and i was driving my 72 ranchero gt hauling ass up and down the street drag racing street racing everything you possibly do when you're 16 you know you're 17 (laughs) it was illegal as hell but we did we street race that song when that song came on i couldn't help but hang some gears so tell me about that song because that's one of my favorites well let me tell you that don brewer wrote the lyrics. Uh, I, I came up with the uh, the drum lick on the 
on the open. Mm-hmm. And I could hear this in my head. I said, well, we got to start this song like this. And I said, you need a cowbell. He didn't have a cowbell. And I said, but you got to have a badass cowbell. This has got to be, it can't say tink, 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 tink. It's got to go tink, tink, tink. It's got to, like, cut, you know? Uh And so he brought a few out to the studio, and we sampled this one, that one, this one, and and had the one, man. It was the cowbell from hell. (laughs) And it's the one that starts that record. Uh, And the music, of course, is, you know, my my input, but uh, that's, Brewer's lyrics, and so where he was coming from, of course, is the fantasy of the rock and roll, and just singing from our experience, uh, of course, it, all of it might not be true. <laughs> when you were touring a lot, you know, the, the the first, what, three or four or five years, you guys, and it seems like it's typical, the bands really tour, 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 and you just kind of like beat yourselves into the ground. And it seems like a lot of guys, after the first four or five years, they go, you know what, I kind of want to back off this a little bit. I'm kind of a, you know, I'm not really into the scene. I kind of, I'm more of a family guy. I'm a nature guy. And in your case, you are. You're a family guy. You like being out in the woods. You race horses. You had animals, pets, and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about when that kind of hit you and you said, you know what, I need to kind of back off a little bit and I'm going to kind of do my thing a little bit. I want to, you know, I wanted to change. After the first three years, Robert, because we were doing... We got some static there. Mark, you there? Hello. Hello. Yeah, you there? Oh man. Is that storm coming up to you? We got a lot of static. <laughs> that ain't snow. That's static. That's static. <laughs> yeah, that is a blizzard. Man, man, man. Is it whose end? Is it on our end? No. Hello. Yeah, I. Can you I, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Man, I'm hearing all kinds of static in there. Yeah. I don't know if it's on my end. You're not, you, yeah. You don't have a fuzz box on, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you got the pedals there, but uh, sounds like it's pouring rain with the windows down. Yeah, it really does. Mark, are you in a are you on a landline or are you in a hardline? I'm on a landline. Really? Yeah, I'm on a hardline, man. That's weird because this is uh, yeah. It's kind of ruining our show here a little bit. But anyway, go ahead and try to well, talk. Call me, call me back. Man. All right, call him back. We'll hang up. And we'll call him right back. Let's do that. All right, let's All right. do that. Yeah. We got nine so minutes. It's a storm. It's a storm. <laughs> it's crazy okay, well, the, up there. The, the, the storm of the the, the, <laughs> the storm centuries of the century. There. Yeah, go ahead and call him back real quick. Hey, if you just tuned in, we're tuned into uh, you're tuned in. Uh, we are you're tuned into Nostalgic Reading Cars, and we have our very special guest this evening, the founding member and lead guitarist, lead singer, vocalist. I guess that lead singer and vocalist is the same thing. Songwriter for one of the greatest American bands, rock and roll bands of the 70s, and that's Mark Farner and Grand Funk, and we're going to try to get him back on the phone because we hit a little static there. So I think we're doing a little bit better. It looks like uh, Chris has got him back on the line. Chris, I'm sitting there flaming my hands, you know, ding, 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 ding. You know, and you know what? It's very rare that I get lost for words. And uh, Mark, are you back? Robert. Yes. <laughs> Brother. Uh, that no sounds static. better. No static. Call me. No static mark. <laughs> no static mark. Okay. So we were just, uh, the question was, is uh, when did you decide to say, you know, I'm going to settle down a little bit and go back to the farm? After the first three years, which we were doing two albums a year and two major tours a year, it was like killing us, dude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was in the hospital, uh, bleeding ulcer, laying there, 22 years old. Wow. Three years into the funk. And this, and I'm smoking my 
Pall Mall cigarette. <laughs> with no <laughs> filter. <laughs> with no filter, the red pack. Yeah. And the doctor walks in and says, man, I, I go, what? He says, I'm trying to cure you, and you're trying to kill yourself. And I went, what, what are you talking about? I said, I don't swallow this smoke. He says, use your head. Use, you put it in your mouth. You inhale. It gets on your saliva. You swallow that saliva. All of a sudden, he was talking in word pictures. Mm. <laughs> and I saw, and I reach over, and I get my carton of cigarettes out of the drawer, and I twist it all up. And I said, that's the last one right there. And it has been, so... That's great. Yeah, and but but since then, I had that change of heart, and I said, "Man, this is not worth it." A bleeding ulcer? Are you kidding me? Twenty-two years old? I don't need this. I need a little what I love: hunting and fishing, <laughs> you know, and getting out and and hooking my toes into the dirt, man. Uh, and and you can't do that, you know, in that rock and roll lifestyle. As high as we was living, it man, it was great, but we were just ungrounded so then like you moved to uh you're you're you were from flint so you moved to kind of like uh if you would call, use the term upstate or uh a little bit north no, up towards, north up north northern michigan right yeah okay it up north well because everybody down you know flint uh, pontiac detroit grand rapids every place Lansing, they all have people that migrate north mm-hmm. where are you going oh, we're going up north and so in in Michigan, you know, everybody went up north in the summer. And it was like, man, that was the only time there was a traffic jam, and it was on I-75. And it was, you know, from Detroit and Pontiac and Ann Arbor and off Flint and Bay City and Sac. Everybody wanted to go north to get away from it, mm-hmm. out of the hustle bustle of the, the shops and, you know, all the pollution down there, and get up in God's country there. We got about four or five minutes left. Um, right. The name Grand Funk, where did that come from? Terry Knight, the first manager, was a songwriter as well. He had a song called Grand Funk Railroad, and it was a playoff, the name of an actual railway system that runs through Ontario, Canada, Michigan, and Ohio called Grand Trunk and Western. Okay. Yeah. And you just kind of changed it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a radio show about cars for the most part, and then we do play a lot of rock and roll music and stuff like that. So now i got to ask you the question, what kind of cool cars did you have back in the day? I know you're kind of a Mopar guy, so tell us about some of the stuff you've had. Well, I had a Duster um, with a 440 six-pack, four-speed, and three-eighths logging chain from the head on the driver's side down to the frame (laughs) because... If you didn't, the thing would it would come up and hit the hood. It was so badass that at 70 miles an hour going down I-75, if you punch it, the thing would come around sideways. Mm. The, but I, the guy that I ended up um, trading to had a 59 Corvette out of paint, but had all the all the glass work was done on it. It needed a dashboard and that and paint, and that was it. So I swapped him up for that uh, duster, and then I drove that 59. But I painted it uh, 62 Corvette red with the black scoops, hmm. and it was badass. It, three, it was a 375 horse, 327, uh, 
365, yeah, 365 or 327. Okay, you're right on the numbers there. That's good. Yeah, man, it, it was it was a lot of torque and a little small block that just would just like a banshee. Wow, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you were uh, you're also in a, you were in the dirt bikes a little bit back in the day too, right? You used to ride out in your uh, out in your field, yeah. out in your back forty, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. We then still into dirt bikes now. I mean that. It's not safe to ride the street for me because I'm just too dang old, man. I can't see stuff coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> what kind of bikes did you have back in the day? Well, I had uh, Suzuki uh, 185TC was uh, tra- trail, and you know it had a, a transfer case on it. it. Had low speed and a high low gear and high gear, so for off road and for the highway cruising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that was my like my first dirt bike, and it went up to I had Can Ams like one seventy five Can Ams. Did you really? Yeah, man, they they were bad. I'm telling you, a lot of torque. Uh, Ducati two fifty Ducatis, and um, had a Mako. Oh wow, good stuff. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I still have my nineteen seventy five Can Am two fifty MX. Are you kidding me? Yes, and I have a one seventy five Enduro Can Am. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a tractor. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I had that the uh, Yamaha 500 single cylinder too. That leg breaking. Oh yeah, it has a compression <laughs> on it, and that's just like riding a John Deere. Wow, it really is. Hey, Mark, will you come back on the show again? Because we're we're just we're we're about up against yeah, the brother. clock here. So. I want to thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. I want to tell everybody, thank you for tuning in. Mark Farner, Grand Funk Railroad. Mark, thank you very much. All right, brother. Okay, and uh, I want everybody, don't forget the car show this weekend at the Porsche thing. Also Friday, Blast Friday. And uh, that's this weekend, Friday night, the bands and all that kind of cool stuff, downtown Clearwater. In the meantime, I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family. I want to see some of these car shows. Mark, are you still there? Okay, well, take care, Mark. All right, brother. God bless you. Knock them alive down there, Robert. I'll do that. Take care, Mark. Bye for now. Grand Funk rocks. Here's a little Grand Funk. We're an American band. See you guys. Take care. Next week, 7 o'clock. But there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.